بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين So far we have talked about the secrets of prayer and the way we can better benefit from our prayer. And I want to finish the discussion about the prayer so that we move on to the discussion about fasting. I mentioned two hadiths. One is from Imam Ali alayhi salam in Nahjul Balagha. Sermon 199. Imam said, Be very much careful about prayer and watch it, look after it, and do prayer as much as you can. And then Imam said, The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam likened prayer to a river or some water like a pool or river next to the door of the house of someone and the prophet said prayer is like washing yourself five times in this river so if someone carefully washes himself five times a day so no dirt should remain. Sometimes we don't wash ourselves. We just go into the water and with all the dirts come out. So even the dirt remains and may spread because it's now wet. But the idea is that you go to the water and remove all the dirty dress all the dirts you know you wash it carefully and come out again if you are made dirty then you go and wash so after five times so you should be very clean so this is a beautiful hadith that imam ali quoted from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the other hadith is from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. Imam said, The first action that would be asked about is your prayer, your daily prayer, your salat. If your salat is accepted, then other actions will be accepted. If Salat is not accepted, other things also would not be accepted. So your Hajj, your fasting, your Zakat, everything will only be accepted if your Salat is accepted. And then Imam said, فَإِذَا صَلَّيْتَ when you want to say your prayer, go with your heart. Just don't take your body. Take your heart with you to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Imam gave you 
some Bashara, some glad tidings. Imam said, فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ عَبْدٍ مُؤْمِنٍ يُقْبِلُ بِقَلْبِهِ عَلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَهَلْ فِي صَلَاتِهِ وَدُعَيْهِ إِلَّا أَقْبَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ بِقُلُوبِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ No person goes with his heart to Allah in his prayer and in his du'as unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also goes towards him by taking the heart of mu'mineen to him. Allah doesn't have heart. So he takes the heart of mu'mineen towards you. So it means that Allah will put your love in the heart of mu'mineen. You give your heart to Allah, so Allah gives heart of everyone else to you. وَأَيَّدَهُ مَعَ مَبَدَّتِهِمْ إِيَّاهِ بِالْجَنَّةِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will support you with their love and you will reach insha'Allah heaven. So this is for those people who say their salat wholeheartedly. They pay their attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we want to talk about fasting. As you remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, we've said this in the first session, Esta'inu bis-sabr wa salat Seek assistance from prayer and patience. According to many hadiths, patience means fasting. Because this is the high and one of the best forms of patience. You are patient, you don't eat, you don't drink, you don't do certain actions for some hours. This is patience. And you remember also we had hadith that if you have some problems sometimes that you cannot solve, fast and ask Allah for help. We have two things to talk about. And unfortunately we have only one session. So I can mention just few points. One is fasting. One is months of Ramadan. These are two important things that each of them separately is significant. Fasting, even outside Ramadan, is very important. You fast in the months of Sha'aban, you fast in the months of Rajab, you fast other months on Monday, Thursday. Fasting by itself is a great worship. And you can seek assistance from fasting. Months of Ramadan by itself is a great opportunity. Whether you fast or not, for example, there are people who are ill, they are very old, they travel, they cannot fast. But still they can benefit from months of Ramadan. If you are very ill, you cannot fast, don't think that then you cannot benefit from Ramadan. There are lots of other things that you can benefit from Ramadan. There are lots of other ways that you can benefit from Ramadan. Even a child... who is not yet born, an embryo benefits from the months of Ramadan. Even a person who is not yet mature can benefit from Ramadan. Even when you sleep during the night, you can benefit from the months of Ramadan. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ قَدْ أَقْبَلَ إِلَيْكُمْ شَحْرُ اللَّهِ بِالْبَرَكَةِ وَالرَّحْمَةِ وَالْمَغْفَرَةِ This was 
the sermon that the Prophet delivered in the month of Sha'ban, preparing people for Ramadan, for the month of Ramadan. By the way, you know that we shouldn't say Ramadan. We should say months of Ramadan because Ramadan is the name of Allah. So we should say months of Ramadan because this is Shahrullah, this is months of Allah. The Prophet told people, Ayyuhannas, O people, Aqbal alaykum Shahrullah, months of Allah has come to you. But it has brought you something. You know, like someone who goes and brings a souvenir. Bil Barakah, Wal This month has come to you, but has brought you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessing, mercy, and forgiveness. What a nice month is this. That it brings this. Not that when the month is living is giving you this. This is when the month comes. Do you understand the difference? You know, if I come and take, for example, take something from my place to you. So I don't give it when I am leaving. I give you when I arrive. I say, okay, I have brought this for you as a souvenir, as a gift or whatever. I give you when I arrive. So this month, as soon as it arrives, is offering you, giving you barakah. And this is why we call Mahi Mubarak. This is the blessed month. Rahma, mercy, wal maqfarah, forgiveness. Shahrun du'itum fiha ila ziyafatillah. This is the month in which you are invited to the feast of Allah, to the banquet or feast of Allah. We are always benefiting from Allah's sustenance, Allah's blessings. But this is a special. I want to reflect on this concept of Ziyafatullah. What does Ziyafatullah mean? First of all, the Prophet didn't say, you all have entered Ziyafatullah. He said, you are invited to Ziyafatullah. Do you understand the difference? So when Ramadan comes, Ramadan brings you an invitation to enter to the Feast of Allah. But many people don't enter. Because دعيتم, you are invited. If I refuse to become guest of Allah, then I don't enter the feast. So you can be his guest, but you have to accept. You have to go and take part. And then what does ziyafa mean? Many of us, when I ask you, what does a party mean? What does a feast mean? When you are invited somewhere, what do you expect? So you would say it means that there must be some food, some drink, maybe some fruits. This is the minimum. Then there may be some entertainment, some other things, but there must be something that we eat, something that we drink. 
the minimum is you must eat and drink. This is somehow deeply rooted in our mind that if we invite someone, then definitely we have to offer something to eat or drink. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's feast is different. He says, I invite you, but I don't give you food or fruit or drink. No, you shouldn't eat or drink anything. Because they make you busy. I have other things for you. The condition is that you must be coming here fasting. What does Allah give you? I think there are four essential elements in every party, in every feast. First, when you are invited, you should not be rejected. This is very important. If you invite me to your house and you don't let me in, this contradicts invitation. You accept or not? This is, we want to philosophize the concept of invitation. When you invite someone, it means that you are saying, I am ready to welcome you. And then if I come to your house and then you don't open your house, you reject me, you send me back, this is not a feast. This is one point. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has invited us to his feast, it means that he is going to open for you the door. He's going to welcome you, let you in. This is first. The second thing is that when you enter into the venue of the feast, you should be treated with honor and respect. Because sometimes people are let in, but not as a guest. For example, a person comes to read your meter. He comes and goes, maybe you don't even see him. You don't feel responsible you know, to go and you know, show some special treatment. Or maybe you know, someone who comes you know, and wants to make complaint to you, wants to create problem for you, you open the door, comes and you know, speak, you, know, you have problem. So it's not that necessarily everyone who is let in would be given respect and a special treatment. But a guest is the one who is always given respect. And therefore the Prophet says, You are made of those people that Allah respects and honors you. So this is the second element. The third element, when you go to a party, to a feast, you must be given something without payment. Not necessarily food or drink, but you must be given something. You must be shown something. You know, if, if I invite you to my place, either I want to show you something beautiful. I say, come and see my, for example, art exhibition, you are invited. Or I want to launch a book, I say, come and see my book. Or I want to show my photos, or I want to give you something to eat, or I want to, I don't know, teach you something. 
Anyway, you expect something to gain. You don't expect to come to the feast without anything. This is true about the months of Ramadan. Allah not only lets us to go into his house, not only he treats us with mercy, he also gives us gifts in the months of Ramadan without payment, free gifts. And this is why even your sleeping is ibadah. Nawmukum fihe ibadah. Anfasukum fihe tasbih. You breathe and this is glorification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the gift. He rewards you without payment. And the fourth element. If I invite you to my house... And I say, please come at such a time to my house, and you are my guest. Then, you come to my house, you are let in, you are given something, you are respected, but I refuse to see you. I say, I'm busy, I cannot come to see you. Or, I am outside house. He would say, this is not what you are supposed to do with your guest. If you have invited me for this time, you must be there. You must show yourself to me. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has invited us to be his guest, it means that he is ready to let you in. He is ready to respect you and honor you. He is ready to give you things without any payment. And he is ready to show himself to you. To meet you. To welcome you. This is the meaning of feast. And this is in the months of Ramadan. شَحْرٌ دُعِيتُمْ فِيهِ إِلَىٰ ذِيَافَةِ So something that you may not be able to achieve throughout the year. In the months of Ramadan becomes possible. Becomes very easy. Allah has made it possible. وَجُعِلْتُمْ مِنْ أَحْلِ كَرَامَةِ اللَّهِ شَهْرٌ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَفْضَلُ الشُّهُورِ The Prophet said, this month in the sight of Allah is the best month. Then he doesn't stop here. He says, وَأَيَّامُهُ أَفْضَلُ الْأَيَّامُ its days are the best days. Its nights are the best nights. Its hours are the best hours. You know, it was enough for the Prophet to say, this month is the best month. But he doesn't stop here. He says, its days are the best days. Its nights are the best nights. Its hours are the best hours. To emphasize that every portion of this month is better than its counterpart from any other month. So even if you have five minutes of months of Ramadan, it's better than any counterparts, any equals in other months. If you have one day, it's better. One night is better. One month is better. So it is such a month that cannot be compared to any other month. Then the Prophet ﷺ gave some important instructions.
one of them was that in this month the gates of heaven are open ask your Lord not to close them I was thinking what does it mean that the gates of heaven are open because you know when we read these things we have to reflect we have to ponder what does it mean the gates are open it can mean that the chance of you to become a person who goes to heaven is more inshallah it can also mean that because the gates of heaven are open so perhaps some blessings from heaven can come to us you know if you are in a very hot room and there is a room with AC very cool and you open the door what comes to you very nice and cool breeze comes to you when the heaven is open so all the mercy of Allah like breeze comes from heaven to us and the angels come to us so you can better breathe you can better have your life you can better realize what to do and perhaps one of the reasons that our breathing becomes tasbih is this because tasbih is what the angels do tasbih is what the people of heaven do in surah yunus allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the people who go to heaven da'wahum fiha subhanaka allahumma wa tahiyyatuhum fiha salam wa akhiru da'wahum an alhamdulillah rabbil alamin the people of heaven their conversation is tasbih when they greet each other they say salam and when they want to finish their talk they say alhamdulillah rabbil alamin this is what the people of heaven do so everything that they say falls under tasbih angels also do tasbih and we have hadith that the food of angels is tasbih ta'amuhum tasbih so when the gates of heaven are open so you start to have some experience like the experience of the angels and the people of heaven then anfasukum tasbih your breathing also becomes tasbih and the prophet said ask your lord not to close these gates if God forbid when the gates of heaven are open I turn my face I say I don't want this so Allah will close it which shut down the gates so if you don't appreciate then he will close the gates of Jahannam are closed we should ask Allah not to open there are people who insist in the months of Ramadan on committing sins on having sinful lives you go to some Muslim shops you see in Ramadan and other than Ramadan is the same for them they have haram you know food drink you know all different things you don't feel that this is a Muslim land or Muslim shop or Muslim person
Ramazan and Ram other than Ramazan is the same. So what does it mean? It means that this person before Ramazan, the gates of hell were open to him. He is keeping them so that they are not closed. He says, "No, I want these gates of hell be open to me. I don't want these to be closed." The Prophet said, "In the months of Ramadan, Satan is chained up. Shaitan cannot come after you. Ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala not to free Shaitan." Sometimes what happens is we see shaitan is chained up, so we go and free shaitan. Say, without Allah, you know, knowing, I am liberating you. Let us go together and enjoy ourselves. So this is the way we do in the months of Ramadan. We go and make shaitan free. We encourage shaitan. We motivate shaitan. So, for some people, months of Ramadan really is worse than other months. It's not that everyone would benefit from Ramadan. It's like Quran. نُنَزَّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ الشِّفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَلَا يَزِيدُ الظَّالِمِينَ إِلَّا خَسَارَةٌ Quran is a book of healing and mercy, but for the people who are doing bad, it increases their loss. Ramadan is the same. Some people benefit from Ramadan. Some people would increase their loss in the months of Ramadan. There is a beautiful du'a in Sahih al-Sajjadiya, which is number 45. And I don't have, unfortunately, time to reflect on this beautiful du'a. It's for the farewell of month of Ramadan. And I had a lecture on this in Vancouver. I think it's online. Maybe you can find. So many beautiful ideas in this dua about month of Ramadan. And we should read it before Ramadan ends. Because then that's too late. One of the things that Imam says in this dua to the month of Ramadan, because Imam talks to the month of Ramadan, is that how short you were for the good people, for the pious people. You feel that Ramadan just was a few days. So quickly finishes. But then Imam says, But for the sinful people, how long you were. The people who don't fast because they don't want, not the people who are excused. The people who don't appreciate Ramadan, one month for them looks like one year. Because every moment they are like tortured in these months. They don't appreciate this month. But the people who appreciate, they find it very short. It quickly passes. <clears throat> and one of the things that the Prophet Wasallam said was that When you are hungry, when you are thirsty, remember your hunger and thirst on the day of judgment. For a few hours, we cannot tolerate hunger. Become very thirsty. 
how are we going to tolerate being hungry and thirsty for years and years in this dunya the good point is that if you don't have anything to eat then you die this is good because this is sometimes you know a good solution it's good release in the akhirah there is no death also so imagine you are hungry for thousands of years and you are not dying the Quran says the people who are in Jahannam they call the guardian of Jahannam because there is an angel the guardian of Jahannam his name is Malik now ya Malik Malik means the one who is in control O Malik, please tell your Lord to finish us, to terminate us. It's enough for us. What does Malik answer? We say, no, you have to remain. There is no end. So, if we cannot tolerate these few hours of hunger and thirst, we should remember that if we don't act well, then we would have endless hunger, endless thirst. Even when someone is burnt, still he is not going to die. And new skin, new flesh will come. You know, like sometimes people, when, for example, there is a criminal in prison and he is ill they take him to hospital when he's okay then they take him back to prison so always hospital prison hospital prison <laughs> because they want him to keep they want to keep him prison the criminals who go to jahannam they never die and when they are burnt new skin new flesh will come may allah inshallah save us from that because we cannot even tolerate a little pain of dunya, let alone the pain of akhirah, which is not comparable. When Imam Ali salam was asked by Aqil to give him some special privilege to have access to Baytul Mal, you know, to give him something more because he had a big family and he was poor, you know. So he wanted something more. So he was blind. And Imam Ali salam made a piece of metal hot and just told Aqil, keep this or take this. Imam didn't want to burn him, just wanted him to feel the heat. So when he felt the heat, he said, oh Ali, do you want to burn me? Imam said, no. But I'm trying to tell you that you cry from a piece of metal that a human being has heated just to joke to you know tease you and then you expect me not to cry from the fire which Allah has made So, 
it's not comparable by any means you know you can compare so just it's a little bit of help to remember what is going to happen in akhirah otherwise we cannot compare it so we should remember our hunger we should remember our thirst in that day we should remember the people who are poor the people who are hungry they cannot anything they cannot afford to buy anything so many beautiful things here if you like more then please refer to khutbah sha'baniyah of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam because many people have access to that khutbah so I leave it for your own study, but I want to read some other hadith that maybe you don't have that much access to these hadith. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala wakkala malaikatan biddu'a lissamatin. Allah has appointed some angels just to pray for the people who fast. So there are some angels whose responsibility is to pray for those who fast. Vaqala Akhbarani Jibrail and Rabbihi Ta'ala Dhikro. Then the Prophet said, Jibrail has informed me that Allah said, Ma amartum malaikati biddu'a li'ahadin min khalqi illas tajabtu lahum fiha. I have never asked my angels to pray for anyone except that I have accepted their prayer. I have answered to their prayer. So when Allah asks the angels to pray for those who fast, He accepts and answers to their call. Otherwise it would be useless. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look at His mercy. For those who fast, he first asks some people to pray for them. And second, he says, I answer to your prayer and I give them what you asked for. There is a hadith from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. Imam said, when a person in a hot day fasts and then become thirsty then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends 1000 angels to touch his face or her face and up to the time of iftar breaking the fast these angels will give that this person bishara glad tidings and when the time of breaking fast comes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself talks to this person and says, Ma How nice you smell. A person who fasts smells bad. But this bad smelling in the other world smells beautifully. Because this is the smell which is caused because of obedience. So in this dunya, it looks bad. But in Akhirah, it looks nice. And quite opposite to this 
is like, for example, a lady who uses perfume for someone who is not mahram, yeah, for a stranger man. It looks very nice in dunya, but in akhirah it smells terrible, yeah. So you cannot judge about the realities by looking at the appearance. There are people who look very beautiful in this world, but in Akhirah they are ugly. There are people who are ugly in this world, but in Akhirah they are very beautiful and attractive. Realities are not exactly as we see in this dunya. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells to this person who has been fasting, what a nice fragrance you have. What a good soul you have. Ma And then Allah says, Ya Malaikati, O my angels, Ishadu, be witness. I have forgiven him. So this is the reward of the person who is fasting. But this is the beginning of his reward. Allah has much more to give. There is a famous hadith that Sunni, Shia, all have narrated. This is hadith that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. The Prophet Muhammad said that Allah said, so it is Hadith Qudsi, so he quoted from Allah, As-Sawmuli wa'ana ajzibih Fasting is for me and I am the one who rewards for that. Ulama have written a lot about this hadith. What does it mean? as All worships are for Allah. Why Allah says as They say the reason is that Som is a type of worship that is not known, is not seen by anyone. When you fast, no one knows. Because you are not doing something that they can see. You are stopping eating and drinking and stopping doing certain things. Okay? If I pray, people can watch me. If I go to Hajj, people can know that I have gone to Hajj. If I give Sadaqah, someone sees or that person who receives would realize. But fasting is something that no one understands. Unless I myself tell. I tell you that I am fasting. But if I don't tell you I am fasting, you would not realize. So it's more purer. It's more uh, sincere. This is one point. The other point that some scholars have said is that I don't know how true it is, but it makes sense. But some scholars have said this. That throughout the history, 
mankind has offered some sorts of worship to idols, to gods other than Allah. For example, they have been praying in front of their idols. They have given uh, alms and sacrifice, everything. Even, you know, people do pilgrimage for idols. But no one has ever fasted for any idol. It has been only done for God. This is another meaning of asomuli. And the third meaning is that asomuli, it means that like Baytullah, which Allah says, this is my house, although every place belongs to him. Or like Yawmullah, which is Allah says, the day of God, although every day belongs to him. So Allah says, this is for me because in a very special way, this is related to God. Because God has a special attention for those who fast. God has a special care for the people who fast. And therefore, this is why they can get into the feast of God. And then he says, I myself will reward. You know, sometimes you employ some people. And then when you want to pay them the salary or the wage, you give it to someone to give it. You give to your deputy, your agent, your secretary, says, you know, give this money to that person. But sometimes you feel this is not polite. You yourself go and give this money to that person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, for the people who fast, I reward them. I don't want anyone else to be between me and them. And some ulama, like Imam Khomeini, he said that there is possible even to read it in a different way. It means that I will be the reward for this person. So the reward would be me. The reward for such person is to be able to have me. Like we said in the feast, the person expects you to let him to be with you and to have you for some time at least. So this is another important aspect of fasting. I want to stop here. I have the quotation from Mispahu Sharia. I have the farewell dua for uh, Imam Sajjad, but the time is over and our series is also coming to the end. But it's good that you leave always you know, something for people who have more interest to go and inshallah follow it up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah enable us to enter into his feast while we are pure, while we are pleasing him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to gain maximum from the months of Ramadan, inshallah. May Allah make this month of Ramadan, inshallah, the best month of Ramadan in our life that we have ever had. May Allah enable us to 
insha'Allah, do those actions which are most pleasing him in this month of Ramadan, so that insha'Allah in Laylatul Qadr, he makes a beautiful and excellent insha'Allah plan for our next year insha'Allah. May Allah insha'Allah forgive us and our children and our parents and for parents. May Allah insha'Allah hasten the reappearance of Imam Zaman and include us among his true and sincere followers. May Allah heal all ill brothers and sisters. And may Allah make the last moment of our life the best moment of our life. Thank you very much for your attention and for participation. And I hope, inshallah, what we said and what you heard, inshallah, was pleasing him and beneficial for all of us. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين.